Monday, October 25th, 2021. I'm Steve Sirski. Yes, it's almost the end of October, coming up to Halloween. I'm not sure. I guess this is more of a Western holiday, very much more of a Western holiday than it is anywhere else, uh, as much as it is a, uh, I mean, originally a pagan holiday, kind of still is. Uh, the more I've traveled, the less I sort of see myself uh, participating in uh, such things. Not least because it's kind of like when you go to a new place, like the um, the thrill or the distraction, the partiness of being anywhere else sort of uh, supersedes or takes over from, you know, the, uh, the, the party that Halloween can be in, in wherever you are. Because a lot of it, especially as you grow older, uh, I mean, Halloween's, let's face it, mostly for kids. It's marketed towards kids. It's candy. Yeah, I mean, there, there are adult Halloween parties. There are family Halloween parties. But uh, in, in general, it's mostly for children, like a distraction for children almost. Uh, distraction from the beginning of the school year or something like that. So anyway, I, I, maybe it just be the places that I've been to. Uh, but here in China, there's a token effort to sort of uh, promote Halloween. But there's not a concerted effort to go door to door. There's no sort of... Um, real, I, I, I don't even want to say belief in the day, uh, the holiday, not the holiday, the, uh, the festival. Would you call it a festival? Uh, in China, they call a lot of things festivals that in the West we just call a holiday. Uh, but, uh, I mean, that might be just a different interpretation of what goes on during these things. But Halloween, it's it's one night. I mean, it lasts for, what, six to eight hours total? Sundown until the kids go to bed, basically. It's better if it's on, like, a Friday or a Saturday. But if it's, like, a Wednesday or a Monday, I mean, it's kind of tamped down in terms of its uh, uh, excitement just because, I mean, a lot of people have to work, right? All that is to say is that here in China, like we, you, there's no Halloween specials. Uh, this year, I think they finally brought out the Halloween costumes at the international store down the uh, the street, and I suspect that's mainly because the uh, the international school that's just across from the store is probably going to have some sort of a Halloween get together or whatever it is. And I'm assuming that first year student, like the students who've never been there before. Uh, they're going to need a costume of some sort. But other than that, it's uh, not something that you really see celebrated too much, um, especially in, in a place such as China. I remember in Hello, uh, South Korea, there was sort of a token token effort uh, by us first-year abroad uh, expats to sort of uh, mark the, the occasion. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's any sort of serious... I don't know, any sort of, yeah, Halloween is very much a North American thing. I would say that much. I'll, I'll put it that way. Uh, and anyway, it looks like my vacation is now over. Uh, Halloween or not, uh, this week marks the beginning of my uh, restart of work. A new contract, new visa within the next week or so. Uh, which is, uh, again, setting up for the good fun that next year's uh, passport renewal will be. 
Uh, but that being the case, off to Jinan tomorrow. But the issue is, I'll be off to Jinan probably only if Beijing allows people to return. What do I mean? Well, we now have a new outbreak. We have a new outbreak in so far away from where I live. It's still considered Beijing, but the concern is now that if you come from or leave Beijing, your health code app may or may not show yellow or red. Uh, since I'm in Chaoyang District, which is like the eastern side of Beijing, um, the case that or the, the severe cases, I think, are in Changping, like the northern end of Changping. Changping is northwest of the center of Beijing at the far end. It's heading towards Jiangjiakou, which is where they're going to be holding the Winter Olympics in February. So, and the Winter Olympics place is four hours from my part, my place. Changping, if I were to take this subway would be an hour and a half journey to get there, just by subway. Driving might be a little bit easier depending on traffic, but uh, either way, yeah, there is a new, uh, several new cases, uh, and it looks like uh, even in the northeast of China, there's a few more cases, and then Inner Mongolia is the uh, place that's suffering quite a bit. Uh, I guess what had happened is that some tour groups or one or two tour groups had a couple individuals, maybe one or two individuals that were infected and it spread to everybody. Now, with these reports, I do have to point out that it's not like there's reports of body fluids being expelled on buses and people dropping in the streets. It's that they failed the NAT test, the nucleic acid test, right? So, they got tested for whatever reason, for maybe it was just a routine procedure, and now they're showing positive instead of negative. So it's not like, at least that's not the, the news reports being published right, in the in the newswire. It's not that people are being hospitalized. It's not that people are dying. It's that people have the virus, but there's no indication of what the symptoms are. So. I do feel that's important, and I do feel that's not being uh, mentioned uh, too much in the news media, uh, especially like not so much the Western media, because the Western media has moved away from it quite a bit, uh, whereas China, it does pop up every now and then. Um, whether or not this is going to affect any sort of travel, and the reason why I say that, um, you know, can I come back to Beijing at the end of the week, is because Beijing has shut it's uh, it shut the doors to visitors, like tourists, tourism groups. Now, I'm not sure if it's tourism groups or if it's tourists or if it's anybody who's not in Beijing right now cannot come in. If that is the case, then that means if we leave, then we won't be able to return to Beijing. But as far as we know, uh, it's it, all is okay for business purposes. If you have to return to Beijing, you're allowed to. We've had situations similar to this before, and uh, those people didn't return for another six weeks. But uh, here's hoping that it's all good uh, to uh, get back on Beijing. We leave tomorrow night, and then we come back on Friday. So hopefully it should, it should be okay. I, mean, I, I assume it will be, but you never know. These things seem to be uh, changing. I don't even know why uh, all of a sudden... 
the cases have spiked again. Uh, like what happened in Inner Mongolia that all of a sudden just popped up for, for what it seems like no reason. That being the case, the uh, there's been some news recently out of the United States that uh, Mr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, has uh, been in the news again. And the was it the NIH, the National Institute for Health or of Health in the U.S., has disclosed that it was actually funding um, research overseas, uh, virus research overseas, but they didn't really know... <laughs> They didn't know who was doing it, and they didn't know what they were working on. There you go, guys. So, and, uh, I mean, this was kind of funny because, you know, Trump did say that the virus came from a, a Wuhan lab. And, of course, he got pilloried for that one. But uh, aside from that, that this is now being said, is kind of like, are you serious? So you funded this. Even if, uh, and... Uh, it's it's kind of, it's easy to point the finger, but it's like they fund any number of people. It might be that there was a blanket funding and like $10,000 went to one scientist who was involved in the project, right? I mean, that's just speculation, but it's sort of that how you can trace the money and then how you can tell the story afterwards. This is something I've always sort of kept in mind when you see, you know, oh, the big bad covert agencies and the government agencies are funding research it's like well did they actually fund it directly or did they just make the money available and then people took the money and did what they did with it it's difficult sometimes to uh uh really sort of determine i'm not sure i mean this is sort of i guess this is this is the job of journalists to follow the money i guess or who is it the job of to follow the money i guess the agencies are supposed to have a paper trail uh for these sorts of things but uh whether they are i mean would you believe them if they said it right like if they showed you the exact allocations of everything who knows maybe the top scientist then hires three other grad students and the grad students go off and do their own thing right again speculation but isn't that how funding gets distributed you hire a TA and the TA writes an essay and the essay gets, you know, has one experiment and oops, that one experiment gets let out the front door. Uh, it's funny, but at the same time, we all know for the last two years we've been dealing with this, this uh, situation. And it has crossed my mind, like, what is the end of this? Where does it end? Because, again, China's locking down. It has travel restrictions. You're kind of going, how... When, how much longer can this be drawn out? For most, for all intents and purposes, we're, we're mostly back to the way things were. Aside from these lockdowns and these periodic, you know, the compound here gets shut down, compound there gets shut down, which, I'm not going to lie, it kind of makes you very wary of visiting anybody. Because if you do, and you're in that neighborhood, or in that one compound, or whatever, then you get a call. Several people I know have been recently called since they've been up to the northeast of China. They get called, they get uh, uh, asked for their passport, you know, what were they doing there, where do they go. So it's like even just going out for dinner now becomes like, what did I do that day, you know? And, and if you're... It's not that so much you would lie, but so much if you just forgot that, oh, yeah, and I stopped by the store on the way home sort of thing. That's where it can all of a sudden get sort of blown out of proportion or sort of misconstrued of what you did. 
which again, you are supposed to be scanning the health codes every time you enter into a store. So you enter the, the mall or you enter a shop, you're supposed to scan and, and basically drop your pin. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, it's what's that app that every Foursquare, right? It's Foursquare on steroids. It's Foursquare for COVID purposes. It's actually, you know, this is meant to be a good thing, not just like a, you know, an all-seeing, uh, overprotective measure. I mean, it's actually meant to help track, trace, contain, prevent uh, spread of this virus. Uh, most places do have the, the QR code readily available, so it's not an issue. Uh, I know that the only time I've ever had issue scanning it is if I leave Beijing and then come back then the app detects that the cell phone has, my cell phone has left the perimeter of Beijing and you got to go through a bunch of different button clicks and everything to uh, make sure that it actually uh, uh, registers you properly. Anyway, um, other than that, uh, it's been a pretty busy day. Uh, I did have to get uh, a NAT test uh, earlier today in order that we go to Jinan uh, tomorrow and it has to be ready for Wednesday. Uh, got my workout in, which was good. It was the first one in a couple of weeks. Last week I did sort of a token effort, but this week was a full-on back at it. Uh, and then uh, again, studied my Chinese, um, slowing down a little bit. Also, starting to think I might have to pick up those HSK five books again and start going through them. I'm looking at my my target four months out, five months out, February, March of next year for the HSK five test. And I'll tell you, I'm still only on chapter, unit 14, chapter 14, uh, in terms of vocabulary. So that is like 600, 650, 650 words out of the 2,500 I'm supposed to know. I have also thought maybe it's time to join a conversation class. You know, break out of my little shell of not wanting to talk to people and go physically to another place, to, a, to the school, uh, possibly on Sunday mornings, and uh, um, you know, practice the HSK5 structures, the vocabulary, uh, and all that stuff. It is a bit of a cost, but given what it is, you know, I, if I want to get this language under my belt, I think it's it, it's a proper, proper investment. I was talking to my uncle on, on the weekend, and we, we sort of both agreed that, you know, even though like learning the language, it's, it's a good idea, it really is mostly applicable to uh, living in China. Like it's if you want to communicate with people in China. And I say this because I have talked to other people in Canada uh, who have hired or are working with Chinese uh, immigrants or Chinese uh, like temporary residents of, of Canada. And let's face it, I mean... Our company is going to hire a Canadian, you know, especially Ukrainian descendant, um, an English-speaking Canadian who has learned Chinese to work for them, or are they going to hire a Chinese person who has learned English? Which is more forgivable? Is it uh, is it English errors or is it errors in Chinese? So this is sort of the the big conundrum. If you're going to learn and spend a lot of time with a language such as Chinese, it really does. Um, you understand that the market that is swelling with highly educated Chinese people, I mean, it's huge. The 
people who know English generally have degrees in like finance or accounting. They might hate the subject, but they're able to do it. And they're able to do it in two languages, which is like, what can you say about your language abilities, right? What can, what can I say about my language abilities? Uh, yeah, the quandary, the quandary. I've also uh, posted up another uh, episode of uh, my travel uh, fling to Chongqing and Chengdu. I posted about the pandas last week, and then today I talked about uh, the Saturday of uh, just before our second last day. So I posted that. You can take a look on my website, stephensersky.com. Go to the audio blog section. It's right there. You'll find the show notes for that and for this episode as well. Anyway, it's the start of the week, last week of October. Hope you guys are doing well. The weather's gotten very cold here and smoggy as crap. Terrible, terrible air. I hope the air is a lot better, but the leaves are pretty. Hope you're doing well. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.